Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day, evening, weekend, whenever it is you might be sitting down to listen to this. Uh, it's a, a big week for shows. I mean, I'm, I'll be on my way down to Fargo to go check out the Time Bomb Pro Show with a, a fantastic main event of... Brian Keith versus Jordan for the Time Bomb Pro Championship. That is going to be a whole lot of fun. The next night, Winnipeg Pro Wrestling doing true violence. The show is already sold out. I'm stoked for that one. Both shows are going to be a whole lot of fun, and I am very, very stoked to be there to check them out. So this week on the podcast, we are headed to the Pacific Northwest. I am joined by one of the top tag teams in Canada, Reloaded. Jackie Lee, Sharif Morrow, they joined me this week on the podcast. I've only ever had two guests at the same time once before, also a tag team, but we run that back. We talk all about their start in wrestling. We talk about the Lionsgate Dojo and just how much of a huge contribution they are doing to wrestling. We talk about their feud with State of Emergency, some matches that mean a lot to them, and we also talk about who they want to see or who they want to face off with in the ring coming up so without further ado on the Grainmaker wrestling podcast reloaded so a little context for the listeners today my guest this week uh reloaded jackie lee and sharif morrow um i was actually able to meet them the night before dynamite in winnipeg and uh, i think i i shocked both of them when i knew who they were but uh how was your guys time in winnipeg i mean you guys were here for dynamite correct jackie yeah, definitely was uh, in town for that. I remember uh, me, Sharif, uh, and Nicole Matthews were actually all on the same plane over from Vancouver to Winnipeg. And I remember the moment we stepped out of the airport, I think it was minus 20, minus 30 or something. <laughs> and uh, we almost we almost died uh, waiting for the Airbnb. It was, uh, it was rough. But other than that, it was uh, nice to be in Winnipeg and uh, check out uh, a few places before uh, checking out uh, AEW proper um but uh, yeah it was a little uh, nice little short stay we had there for sure and Sharif what was your uh, initial thoughts of uh, coming into Winnipeg I'm allergic to the cold <laughs> I came big jacket toque everything I was, I was ready to go but like I said I'm allergic to the cold so it's a different environment out there definitely different was... than Vancouver over here it's just rainy but it's not as cold was this your first time in Winnipeg yeah for both of you? yeah uh i've actually done a cross-country uh road trip uh probably like 10 years ago and uh, i was uh visiting winnipeg on the way to the east coast as well as on the way back and i checked out a few places uh but i have been but that was during the summertime so uh, i definitely big difference uh seeing things uh frozen over it's the like complete opposite ends of the spectrum you're either going to get the blistering cold or the sweltering heat and there's like no middle ground so i mean yikes you're messed no matter what time you come. But um, I know that like one of the things I brought up when I was talking to you guys in Winnipeg was that uh, what a huge fan I was of your match with State of Emergency. And I know that I've talked about it on the podcast with Spencer before. And I mean, from all intents and purposes, like the feud that you your two teams have had is epic. You don't get that in independent wrestling nowadays. So, I mean, for yourself, like, 
Jack, if you could talk a little bit about the feud and just like what it all sort of meant to you. For sure. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of kayfabe, so I'm just going to straight up tell you guys how much I love State of Emergency. Uh, Miles DeVille and Sebastian Wolf are two of my favorite people and two of my favorite wrestlers to uh, work with, as well as, you know, hang out uh, outside of the ring as well. But uh, in terms of a feud, uh, we've been, you know, training together for so long, and uh, I saw Wolf come in uh, relatively um I guess uh, later than Miles, I guess. So I kind of saw how far that he has uh, come in and uh, to work with him and Miles in a bunch of tag matches on Vancouver Island as well as in Vancouver. And uh, just basically, you know, exchanging wins here and there. They would get one, we would get one and back and forth. And like, uh, we really wanted to elevate things because we had such a great match uh, before that street fight. I think it was down um, at the Harbor Center, I believe. Uh, and it was such an amazing match. Uh, and I, we really wanted to top things at the Commodore. And I think in order to do that, we had to have like a, a stipulation of some uh, sort for the belts. And uh, we had a couple ideas and we ended up uh, going with that uh, street fight. And it was an amazing time. And uh, we had so many ideas and we went uh, balls to the wall for that one. Yeah, I mean, I loved everything that you guys were able to do. I mean, you utilized everything perfectly. And I mean, the the reaction from the crowd was was something else, you know, like the, the pop you guys received after winning. I mean, it was just deserved. And I mean, I, I, I was amazed at it. So Sharif, what were your thoughts on on everything coming together like that? Um like Jackie said, we got uh we got to start a little bit before Miles and Wolf. So watching them uh, grow up in the business and like seeing how far they came in a short time and how they put their thing together. Me and Jackie have been doing our thing. So we've always been doing our thing and putting it together. So being able to collab with those guys into a match that was like that was, uh, I would say probably one of the most intense matches I've ever been a part of singles mm -hmm. or tag matches, but it's just like, it, it was really wild. Like at one point I can remember miles is just blood leaking on me dripping down on me. I think I'll bet his uh, blood has dripped in my ear. I'm like, uh, oh. you know, so it's like, <laughs> like, I said, like, it was a pretty intense, uh, pretty intense match. And just like, um, just super happy with the way it went down. All proud of me, proud of Jackie, proud of SOE. We just came in there. We did our thing. The Commodore went crazy. The, the Vancouver fans, you know, like they're really dedicated to, uh, like the wrestlers coming up in the business because everyone's always like, it's the black hole this, it's the black hole that. You take a look now and it's like not just, you know, Reloaded and SOE, but you got everybody from Lionsgate Dojo all over the map now. So it's like, it just goes to show like hard work, you know, something uh, anybody will tell you, I'll be in the back or somewhere with the squad, you know, always yelling hard work this, hard work that, but you know, like you can talk and you can say whatever, whatever. But when you look at it, it's like Lionsgate Dojo and like everybody else that's in there. We're really putting on. Everybody's working hard. So it's just like it's, it's really happy, you know, like it's just like a happy feeling. Happy to see a friend succeed. Happy for yourself to succeed, you know, like it's like everybody's winning right now. The fans, the wrestlers and like we're just all putting on. It's like we're all in this journey together. We're all representing together. We're all moving forward together. So just keep keep uh, continuing the grind. 
Oh, it's funny. You mentioned that black hole comment, and I was going to bring that up later. And uh, it's one of those things where I've heard it a few years ago, and then it, it came back up on Twitter like uh, earlier this week, I think it was, that someone referred to the Pacific Northwest as a black hole. And I couldn't think of a comment that is so terribly wrong when you look at things, because I mean, out of all the provinces, I think BC has to be one of the hottest provinces when it comes to wrestling. You have almost a dozen promotions running constantly, sold out shows. The fans are, you know, going nuts for everyone out there. I mean, it's, you see it up on Twitter, you see the support out there. And I think that to label that the black hole is just so misguided and uninformed. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I think, Maybe, you know, people need to like just get out and experience a show, go to an NEW show, see what that's all about. Go to a boom pro wrestling, because I can guarantee you, you're going to have a lot of fun if you go to one of these shows. Yeah, uh, I was just going to point out like the fact that uh, there are so many shows like you mentioned, and it's just a crazy time because like we have shows, you know, almost every single weekend and there's so many different types of shows as well. You have like the uh, shows like NEW bringing in names like, you know, Suzuki, Makito, Yamashita and all these big names. And then you have smaller shows uh, on a smaller scale like Boom and they have like the most entertaining nights uh, that you'll ever have with like uh, amazing characters and they don't need to bring in these big names and there's just so much variety and i was actually at wrestlemania recently and uh i was just i don't want to say i was bored but like just like just the different type types of wrestling that you kind of see across the world uh, and it's just crazy that if people just give independent wrestling a chance like you would people's minds would be blown if they just give it a chance and see what your local scene has to offer mm-hmm yeah i've always said to people like if you go in with an open mind if you've never been then you will have fun if you go in thinking that it's going to be shitty and you're not going to have fun then you won't have fun but go in with an open mind and you'll love it yeah 100 percent. uh sharif what was your first introduction to wrestling like what made you become a fan i would say i was super young and family actually got me into it and then we'd be renting out the the old VHSs from like the old Rogers video or whatever blockbuster. <laughs> and so every pay-per-view I'll be just, you know, like always be watching. And then eventually I started watching uh, Monday night raw always. And then from that turned into my birthdays in January. Also, so is Jackie's, but the Royal Rumble's always been around my birthday. So growing up, that's always been like kind of like a tradition type thing that I would do. It's like always watching the Royal Rumble. My mom would take me out to the movie theaters and then, being in that type of environment because it's like it's almost like you're there live because like mm. it's not like a typical movie where you sit down be quiet turn your phones off blah 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 right people are up in there like you know like i said like almost like you're at a live event because people are yelling they're cheering you know they're following along the stories whatever so getting a uh, being able to have that crowd interaction as a young age and growing up with it it just everything comes hand in hand I have a bunch of older cousins that were always like uh, family always supported me. So we'd always be wrestling every time they see me as I was younger growing up. And then um, for a while, I actually gave up. Like uh, I kind of stopped watching wrestling and just like went on to other things, doing whatever, playing basketball, whatever. And then a little bit after high school, the Florals came and they hit me up and they're like, oh, we're doing a tryout. The tryout's actually like five minutes down the street from where like where we lived because we lived in the same area and so they were telling me and at first they they had asked me to come to a couple tryouts and I was like yeah and then she never 
never like you know connected the dots and then finally they're like yo like there's another trout and i was like all right like you know like let's let's give it a try right mm-hmm. and that was about uh six years ago so we came in did the tryout and the rest has been history uh now jackie what was your to follow up what was your introduction like what what kind of got you on the path to becoming a wrestler yeah, I think I was probably nine years old when I had like a elementary school friend introduced me to wrestling back then. And uh, I remember seeing, you know, the Jeff Hardy's back in the day. Evolution was around back then. And uh, Rey Mysterio, obviously big influences on me. Mm-hmm. And just like seeing uh, that, you know, the over-the-top high-flying action, uh, seeing all that really uh, was, you know, super fun to watch, obviously. But, you know, hooked me to the point where, you know, started going on the internet and finding, you know, some of the independent stuff as well and seeing, you know, uh, Chris Hero, um, Jack Evans, and uh, Ring of Honor, all the crazy stuff that you find on the internet uh, that I wasn't, you know, seeing on my TV. Uh, but yeah, like Sharif as well, I did dip out a little bit as well after a little bit. I lost cable at one point, so I couldn't watch SmackDown anymore. And uh, after I uh, graduated university, um, I wanted to give... Um, like wrestling uh, a shot in terms of like, you know, pursuing my passion and stuff and like just going online and realizing that, Hey, you know, Vancouver actually has an independent wrestling scene. I feel like a lot of people don't really know that that's a thing. Cause they just think, Oh, Hey, you know, WWE, mm-hmm. uh, that's about it. But then next thing you know, you're realize that there's some show like, you know, 20 minutes from your place. And, you know, I remember going to my first, uh, ECCW show, um, years ago seeing El Phantasmo main event and seeing, uh, you know, these larger than life characters in my backyard that are, you know, like indistinguishable from the stuff that you see on TV. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can totally give this a shot. And mm-hmm. uh, like Sharif, I was actually in Sharif's tryout as well. I reached out to ECCW and uh, got a tryout through there and started training with the dojo. And, uh, you know, six years later, here we are. Well, I was going to ask if you guys had met during training or how the, the bond sort of formed between you two. So pretty much what had happened was, uh, so it was me, Jackie, Travis Williams, uh, another wrestler who's back in Europe. His name is Eric Strange. The four of us, uh, that was like our class. And then one day, I think we just, me and Jackie got added to a group chat with the promoter. And he was just kind of like, yeah, you guys are going to be a tag team. You guys figure it out. So then <laughs> me and Jackie just started talking in like the DMs, like, oh, like what kind of stuff are you into? Like, do you like this stuff? Do you like that stuff? And then together we just kind of collaborated, brought our ideas together, and then we've been doing that for like like since the I guess you could say we've been doing that since the start of the program because we do, we've had our singles wrestling matches and we've done all that stuff, but for the six years we've always been together never separated never did no heel turn none of that switching <laughs> up or any of that stuff you know so reloaded his ride or die till the very end and like uh, we, we've had to take on some crazy some crazy competition like the Voros twins and stuff like that so really had like we really had to test our test our abilities against like you know like those guys are real life twins like you know mm-hmm. so oh, oh, there's a lot of tag teams out here I'm thankful that, you know, like there was no heel turn because sometimes, you know, like they're just unnecessary with tag team wrestlings. Like you can just have, yes, you know, like, yes. why does it have to be like that? You know, like not every, every tag team has to, you know, have one guy split off, you know, it doesn't need to be a Sean and a Marty. They can both be Sean's. They can both <laughs> oh, be. 
Don't yeah. get me started. I'll be here all day. I'll be here all day. Yeah, Sharif gets that all the time, and I get it all the time. When is so-and-so ch- turning on so-and-so? And it's just something that we have zero interest in whatsoever. Like, well, oh, you got an attitude. You got this. I'm like, yeah, and? what's the point well i was looking like you know i I try to do my research beforehand i'm looking up on cage match and i looked and i'm like okay well it seems like they've tagged from the very beginning you know it wasn't just like two singles guys being put together so that is correct like your first match together was a tag match and everything like that correct jackie yeah uh it's funny i'll go back a little bit further uh, actually like uh, whenever we are you know, training at the dojo, you learn all the basics and you work your way up to advance, putting matches together and all that stuff. We actually had our first mock match together, me and Sharif uh, against um, Mr. Ferguson, uh, that uh, he's going by that now, and somebody that used to be around called Mitch Mulligan. And ever since then, we've had this chemistry uh, together and people always ask me, oh yeah, you guys must hang out all the time. And I was just talking to you a little bit before we started recording, but like, I'm I'm a hermit. I don't really leave my house. I don't really like socializing. I'm a super introvert. <laughs> Sharif, total opposite he's a he's a freaking playboy he's a socialite and he has a million friends and we couldn't be totally opposite people but like we have so much chemistry in the ring we know what we're you know uh the camera feed is probably not going to be available for your podcast but like i just saw like a glimpse of sharif's room and there's like pokemon everywhere there's pokemon in my room and like uh coming up with like our tag team name and stuff it's very kingdom hearts focused a lot of our gears kingdom hearts focused we just have so many similarities but we're also like so different personality wise as well we just meshed very well and like you said as well we've been teaming since day one uh and we've only gotten closer and closer as the years have gone by with the road trips uh all the ups and downs there were a lot of downs uh, a lot of ups as well um it's a whole separate podcast for all the downs so we're not gonna (laughs) need to get into that today Uh, but yeah we're uh he's my he's my brother Mm -hmm. uh i i um lay it out for the listeners i'm currently using a different uh background for the recording so the official grain maker one will be ready in a few weeks but i appreciate spencer letting me use this one for the uh, time being but uh the the real the good one's gonna be coming soon with all the video and everything but um <laughs> it, it's Thank funny you, spencer. um you mentioned you being more of an introvert, Jackie and Sharif being more outgoing. And it's true because when I did meet you guys, like, cause I kind of walked up, I'm waiting for a drink and Sharif looks over and he sees my shirt. He's like, Oh yeah. You like wrestling, eh? She's a wrestler <laughs> pointing to Cole. And like, I've never talked to Sharif before. I knew who he was, but I'm not going to be like, Hey, how's it going? Cause you know, like you guys are out having a good time. So it just like, just strikes up a conversation right then and there. I'm like, well, cool. All right. That's good. Jackie was just sitting yeah. there, just enjoying his drink. It was it was a nice little time. <laughs> um, you talked about uh, training ECCW, and were your trainers there? That was Nicole and Artemis, correct? Yeah, so um, I guess uh, there has been a more of a official brand split now. Right now, it's known as the Lionsgate Dojo, uh, but they were formerly under the ECCW banner, but it's always been the same trainers, Artemis Spencer, Nicole Matthews. I will also add Tony Baroni in there as well. Uh, He's been a very big influence on me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your first initial like reaction heading into training? Jackie, I'll start with you and then I'll go to Sharif. Like when you step foot in there the first day, what what's running through your head? So like I was 
in awe just like the moment I stepped through the ropes and like just being in like side a wrestling ring was just like I was getting like the shakes just because it's something I've always dreamed about and just being inside the ring and it was just such an amazing feeling and like I was also a total mark for Nicole Matthews because I you know grew up in <laughs> Vancouver and I I knew who Nicole Matthews was and next thing you know I'm being trained by Nicole Matthews and uh it's just you know I I love wrestling so much and just like have some of the best trainers in the world and uh they were able to teach me everything I wanted to learn and then some and it's just um super grateful to have uh, such amazing trainers in my backyard like I've I know people that don't have the privilege of having an amazing school you know 30 minutes from them uh if you're stuck in you know uh someplace without a nice school then you might not be able to be in a position where you can train to become a professional wrestler and uh, we're super lucky to have such a great school in Vancouver Mm-hmm. And Sharif, how did you feel the, that first time you step into a ring? You know, like what was that like for yourself? So, if we rewind uh, back to that tryout, uh, so the original instructor was kind of late, and so I was just kind of like, you know, like you're just kind of confused, you know, because everything's just, you know, like it's almost like an improv class, like everything's just happening on the fly at this point, and you're just sitting there, and you know, like the emotions are there, and you're just like, you know, they're just like, you, you don't know what to do, you don't know how to act, you know, you're just like waiting to see like what's going on, right? And so I've played football for 15 years uh, before I started uh, doing any wrestling or anything. So as far as like a tryout type thing goes, I kind of had like an idea, and so therefore I was like a little bit more prepared, but like once we got there, it's like there was not really a way to prepare for it because Jackie was saying like he knew these people and he knew like A, B, and C. Me, I don't know anything. Like mm-hmm. as everything is completely new. I'm not like uh, I'm not afraid to admit it, but every time someone wants to talk about some new indie star, I'm right over my head. I have no idea <laughs> who or some legend from another country. Like, you know, like I'm still I'm still learning the game still to mm-hmm. this day, you know, still learning. So it's like I, I I pull up to the trial and it's just like everything is like a brand new experience to me. There was no way to prepare for it. And it's just like the my grandpa told me before you go to this trial, like basically keep the ego, you know, leave it at the door because once you once you do this, like Sure, you could have been like, you know, whoever and whatever you were doing before. But once you start something new, especially something like wrestling, he's like, you're going to have to start from the bottom. There's no, there's not really any shortcuts or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, like I said before, it's always been hard work, hard work. Right. That's the motivation. That's the goals. Uh, I know you kind of spoke about, uh, you know, like your, your cousins being into wrestling as well. I mean, I'm assuming that your family fully supported you deciding to get into this. That's correct. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Jackie, same for yourself? Yeah. Um, it's I have a funny story about my mom, actually. She comes to a few shows every now and then. And I remember one of the first few shows, uh, she's, I don't, I haven't had the conversation with her about, you know, what's real and what's not real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, there was this one show that we were at and uh, I was wrestling a heel with a golfer gimmick, Mitch Mulligan. I mentioned him earlier. Yeah. And he brings the golf club in the ring. He's about to nail me with it because, you know, he's a heel. And like, I was rewatching some of the footage and I was just seeing my mom in the front row cheering him on. Do it, do it, <laughs> do it. And it's just, it just, it's, it blows my mind to see something like that. And I have a lot, I've had lots of family come out to shows as well. They're very very supportive and like you know my nephew's a big fan of me and like he gets me like jackie lee merchandise and uh gets me custom water bottles and all that stuff and oh, yeah nice. all my family is super uh super supportive 
Um, now, I mean, I wanted to talk about your first match. Um, I, I looked back. I don't have it written down who it was. I think Travis was in it, but I'm not 100%. Okay. Um, w- was that like all of your guys' first match or he had already been doing it? What was the steps for this? Um, I believe it was like it was the four, like our four, like the four classmen. So me, Jackie, Travis, and Eric. And so they're like, basically, you guys already built that chemistry, like in the ring. So that's just like, we got to take it from that and then bring it to like an actual show, like a live show. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely yeah. like a transition period. Yeah, I would also like to add, it's pretty common practice to have, you know, people's first match against somebody who's actually been around for a little bit, just so they can, you know, look out for each other and make sure things are going well. But uh, our first match is actually all four of the rookies that were training together, all in the same tryout. Uh, Me, Sharif versus Travis and uh, Eric. And it was a tag match. And it was, uh, you know, super, super fun because we all know each other's stuff. We all want to make each other look good. And uh, yeah, it was uh, an amazing time. I would also like to add, it was also a somber night that night as well, because after our match, you know, we would expect us to be super happy. We just, you know, had our first debut match. But when we got backstage, uh, we saw a bunch of, you know, somber faces. And we found out um, that evening was actually the same evening that uh, Buddy Wayne had passed away. And Buddy Wayne is actually a very prominent figure in the Pacific Northwest. He's trained mm-hmm. a lot of uh, the wrestlers in the um uh, you know, Washington area, uh, you know, father of Nick Wayne and um, trained so many people. And I've unfortunately never had the chance to uh, meet him, I don't think. Um, but he's left such an amazing mark on uh, the local industry. And uh, it was a bittersweet uh, evening that, uh, that night. Yeah, he's almost someone who, like, he's had such an impact on wrestling in North America, but he almost doesn't get the recognition for what he's done. I mean, and it's hopefully more and more that people do keep talking about it and remembering what he has brought up so that he can get his flowers, even though it's ultimately, it's way, you know, it, it should have been beforehand. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, I wanted to talk about your guys' chemistry in the ring because, like, I mean, it's like, you know, one hand knows exactly what the other hand is doing sort of thing. Like, you guys are incredible in the ring. Um, How much of that was, like, throughout practice, throughout the training and from matches? Like, was it a a huge transition to get to that point or was it fairly natural for you both? Jackie, I'll start with you. Um, Yeah, I want to say it was very, like... I don't want to say effortless because it makes it seem like uh, it's it was easy, but like it just seemed very natural. Like it just kind of happened. Like I didn't, you know, go out of my way to see like what Sharif was doing and trying to like change myself to fit what he's like. We just kind of meshed together very easily and naturally. And I, it's just, yeah, I don't have a, I don't have an answer for you. Unfortunately, it's just, it just kind of happened that way. And as we spend more and more years together, like, Obviously, I do feel closer to Sharif now than I did when I first met him. Uh, when we first met, you know, we are, you know, just two new wrestlers learning. Uh, but now, you know, after five or six years, like, you know, we know what to do when we're out there. And it's just easy. Mm-hmm. Sharif, anything to add to that? Yeah, I would say, like, after every match, you know, we go back. We just kind of, like, watch it, watch it back. Then we just keep building that chemistry. We're traveling together. We're training together. We're going through the same experience together. 
fucking, they're hitting us both up, you know. And now it's got to the point where it's like uh, in the ring and outside the ring, he knows what I can do and I know what he can do. And so we're just kind of like, we never argue. Mm-hmm. There were never like, even let's say, let's say if I say something and then Jack says he wants to do something else, the next answer coming out of both of our mouths are, he says that, and then I'll be like, okay, let's do your idea. So it's kind of like, we never have this is- like issue where it's like, oh, like I'm doing this and he's saying this. And it's like, we're, we're never butting heads. Yeah. We're never like, we're never really against each other. We always agree. And so it's like, it's like you said, it's like almost like a, it's effortless, but like not effortless, but like we never seem to have the, the issues that a lot of tag teams end up uh, going into, and especially after six years, right? Like mm-hmm. some people can't even stand six minutes with each other. We're going here six years and, and, and continuing. So, I mean, it really goes to show like just the bond that me and him have created with each other. You know, I've always had his back. He's had my back. And just like you said, it almost looks like it's effortlessly because like we started from then. And like you said, like we didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's a little bit older than me. Um, he does different things than what I do. I'm more outgoing. He's more, he likes to stay home and do his thing. But when you see us in the ring and you see us like performing together, you would think that me and this guy have known each other almost all our lives or something, yeah. you know, or like we practice this every day or something not to like sound like we're not like we're super cool or anything, you know, like <laughs> to boost our own ego. But it's just like, this is not something that, you know, this is not something that me and him said to, to ourselves. This was something that started with, I've I've uh, I've been told this by fans. I've been told this by my opponents. I've been told this by like you know our trainers and just other people that I've seen like what we've been doing. Even like friends that don't even pay any attention to wrestling and don't care. They're just like, damn, you guys are really on the same page like that. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, after six years, we better. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd be <laughs> like, sit now, wouldn't we? Right? But it's like, like I said, just hard work. Um, committed to the team. Uh, he's just as committed. And so it's real, like it's real life teamwork. We really took, reloaded and built it to what it was now together. You know, there, like you said before, there's not like a Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty. It's just like two Shawn Michaels, you know, mm-hmm. type of vibe. A Batman and Robin. There's no Robin. You got two Batmans. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, it, like we, the, the communication the you guys have is like, it's almost unheard of nowadays. I mean, even with like, just like friends, you know, like, I, I don't think I have anyone who like I have that good of communication with nowadays, but like you two have developed that. And like, like Sharifa said, you know, like there's no, there's not the butting heads. You guys are listening to each other and building off of that, which is, you know, like in today's day and age, that's almost unheard of. So, I mean, that's a huge props to you guys. The uh, one thing I wanted to point or not point out, but one thing I've noticed, I mean, you guys have talked about, you know, like coming up together and like just, you know, building off of that. And it seems like the the group of you that has almost risen up together out West, you know, like with your Travis, with, you know, you know, Miles and uh, Sebastian, everyone out there. I mean, the, I, I've said it before, but the, the rising tides raise all ships. And that's the sort of same vibe it seems that I get from everyone out there. Like all of you want to see everyone else succeed and just to make it the best independent scene that it can be out there. Um, I have to ask because I, like, I, I know I'm a little bit older than both of you, but where did the keyblades come from? Uh, I'll, I'll let you start Jackie. Yeah. So like, you know, 
when it comes to brainstorming and stuff, uh, Sharif and I were, you know, struggling to find a new tag team name uh, for us when we first started because we didn't want to just be, you know, Jackie Lee and Sharif Morrow. Uh, so we came up with a whole bunch of names. We ended up settling on Reloaded because we're both Kingdom Hearts fans. Uh, and Kingdom Hearts is a video game series based off of like Disney characters mm -hmm. uh, meshing with Square Enix characters and now Pixar. So it's just a meshing of all these different worlds. And it was, you know, something that I've always uh, loved and he loved as well. And it's a play on words because there's a video game in the series called Recoded. And okay. uh, we were, you know, thinking of like, you know, gun themed stuff and uh, for our name, then we just settled on uh, Reloaded, including the little colon in between the re, which matches the video game title. Uh, and when we first started, we didn't actually have any of the Kingdom Hearts gear. We just had the name, but we had like, uh, we started with the black coats, uh, which is very uh, common in the video game series. Organization 13 is like really fancy black trench coat. Then we wanted to, you know, kick things up a, a notch whenever we do like the Commodore Ballroom shows in Vancouver. So we wanted to see what else we could do. So we ended up bringing in the Keyblades. Uh, there's uh, two, there's multiple different types of Keyblades. I don't know if I want to ramble too much in this podcast, <laughs> uh, but like the two that we have are Oathkeeper and Oblivion. It's basically the yin and yang in the series, uh, very uh, much matching the symbology in our relationship. And that's kind of where those Keyblades came from. Okay. I was, I was curious because I mean, I like for me, I, I saw it. I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, like it's an accessory to, you know, for, for, you know, you guys coming out and then I'm just like, I have no idea. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I mean, I wanted to talk a little bit because I mean, you guys have done a number out in BC wrestling tons of different places. I mean, you did, the, you've done the Commodore and I mean, this past summer you guys wrestled in Matt Bailey stadium and I want you guys wrestled, uh, it wasn't a tag team match. I mean, you guys had uh, singles matches, but I wanted to get your thoughts on both of them because I think they were both both big matches for yourself. I mean, Sharif was in a triple threat match with um, Eli Surge and Alex Plexus, correct? Yep. Yeah. And what were your thoughts coming out of that one? What was that experience like for you wrestling in the stadium? So wrestling in the stadium, um, very sandy, very dirty, you know, <laughs> um, I definitely had uh, dove in the dirt a couple times in the match, so definitely swallowed a little bit more than I wanted to. <laughs> um, as for, like, my opponents, uh, Alex was returning. Um, he ended up with the injury, and then he finally was coming back into the ring after all this time off. And as for Eli Surge, he really did, like, a whole character development type thing, and he's uh, improved so much. Mm -hmm. from from when i first met him he's someone who's also grown a lot uh, in the area and he's really been putting in the work so i was excited to get in the ring and you know getting to see his new character come and get to take on that new character of his and you know just collaborating doing the match putting everything together we're at this really nice stadium you know it's a baseball stadium definitely the first time for me so i've never seen a baseball game or anything like that so just being in the stadium was a vibe Mm -hmm. uh, the way the the way the ring is set up, like you know, all the fans are on one side of the uh, of the ring, so that changes up things a little bit as far as like performance goes and everything. But other than mm -hmm. that, it was a great time, really good match, fun 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 time at New uh, Nation Extreme Wrestling. Nice, and I mean, I know Jackie, you faced off with Kid Bandit, and I mean, from the get go, it seemed like you guys had something special planned with Bandit coming out on the the baseball head carts thing i think it was <laughs> I, I saw the clip of it and i know it threw like 
all of old wrestling Twitter in an uproar because how can you have keyblades and a golf cart in a wrestling match? But hey, I'm here for it. So what was, yeah, that, was, what was your that experience? Was, that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I where do I where do I start? Um, so yeah, like uh, Rob, who's uh, the head of Nation Extreme Wrestling, actually reached out to me about uh, getting uh, Bandit into Vancouver and. Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say about the behind the scenes stuff, but like I really wanted Sharif in that match. I wanted a triple threat because mm-hmm. how often are you going to get three Keyblade wielders in one match? Uh, mm-hmm. But it ended up being a singles match between myself and Bandit, and we had a, a bunch of fun. Uh, wanted to make sure we were utilizing the Keyblades because there's, you know, really other than us three, me, Sharif, and Bandit, there's re- really nobody else that are, is wielding Keyblades out in the wrestling industry. And yeah. it's just, uh, such a such a niche thing but we had so much fun i had that match and had so much fun bandit has always been like a, a dream opponent of mine i uh, i love how creative they are and it's just mm-hmm. seeing how far they've come in such a short uh period of time and then you know after the match and like you know bandit has a lot of social media clout and after <laughs> that match i would say for a solid two days my phone was like lighting up with notifications with you know twitter and all that stuff just non-stop i'm like oh my gosh what is what is going on and just getting that kid bandit rub was pretty nice and uh yeah and bandit super 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 nice person very glad to have met them and uh yeah, uh, and you know, Nat Bailey Stadium, like you mentioned before, pretty iconic venue in Vancouver for baseball. Uh, as someone who's grown up in Vancouver, I'm ashamed to say that that was actually my first time at Nat Bailey Stadium. Uh, I've never actually been to a Canadians game, just like Sharif. Uh, but yeah, I loved that venue, just being outdoors in that environment was really, really fun. The uh, baseball carts, like you mentioned, was uh, super fun and it was just a very cool vibe and hopefully we do it again this year. No, I mean, you two have, I mean, predominantly wrestle tag matches. You've branched out, done singles matches for like on your own, but you guys have faced off against each other a handful of times as well. And I wanted to know what that's like, because I mean, you guys do have the chemistry and communication, but as opposed to teaming, I mean, facing off one and one, what sort of vibe is like, Sharif? What's the vibe like wrestling Jackie? <laughs> one on one. Well, the first time it was like, all right, like, you know, like, obviously we don't want to do no type of split or anything. So we ended up wrestling each other in the Pack Cup tournament for ECCW. Uh, um, and that one, um, then we ended up wrestling each other again the second time. Oh, what we wrestled the second time? Yeah, 365. That was fun. The third time was... Oh. Uh, yeah, boom! Another. It's always that we always end up in these weird situations. Like I'm just trying to remember them all. My like, holy smoke! Wrestling jacket though, it's always fun. It's literally no different than we're wrestling uh, together. Only this time I'm doing the moves to him. He's doing the moves to me. But like I said, like the the chemistry and working with him, everything always goes. Uh, everything always goes good. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'll love to wrestle him again any other time, but. As long as it's like tournament style. <laughs> it's no splitting. It's just, you know, friendly competition. It's friendly competition. Exactly. <laughs> we got to test each other. See how far we've come. Uh, like Jackie, do you like, do you notice that because you guys have teamed for so long that when you do face off, you know, one-on-one you have, um, I don't want to say more chemistry, but like you kind of know what to expect, you know, going in there with Sharif, like you guys can almost have a little bit more fun with it. 
100%. I think fun is the best word to describe it just because, you know, we know each other so well and we know each other's movesets. You can really plan things really easily. And, um, you know, most of the time it is uh, like a tournament setting. That usually is how the promotions have us facing each other, usually like in the first round or something or having some uh, weird stipulation that give us an excuse to fight each other, not like a heel turn or anything like that, but just like, you know, friendly competition like you guys mentioned. And yeah, it's just super fun. And for myself as well, just working someone my size, there's not too many people that are you know short in stature i'm not sure how the webcam plays off but like i'm you know i'm five five uh sharif is slightly taller than myself we're both you know 150 ish and we're uh pretty small so it's, we get to you know have some fun and uh, i get to lift up people for a change instead of like, getting <laughs> tossed around all the time and, and jackie uh, knows it's just uh nice yeah <laughs> it's 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 just super fun to work with sharif um now like we talked about the feud with state and i wanted to know get your thoughts on some other you know matches feuds that have really stood out to you guys because i know like you guys have faced off with the voros twins i mean you and illa tribe have had some great matches together too so jackie what are some that have really stood out to you uh the first team that stands out in my mind would be the wiseman they've kind of been on our heels since day one uh you know tony baroni billy suede uh they you know taught us a whole lot about tag team wrestling when we first started just you know putting matches together uh just getting good uh heat getting uh, a great uh crowd reaction uh during our different spots knowing what to do when and uh they're such great mentors to us and yeah i remember when we first started we probably wrestled them you know three or four times and we're still wrestling to them wrestling them to this day we had a match against the two of them uh, a few commodores ago which was an amazing match and uh, you know, in addition to the Wiseman, we wrestled the Voros, a whole bunch, Illa Tribe, like you mentioned, Illa Tribe are two of my favorite people to wrestle just because we are such close friends outside of the ring. And oftentimes when you're close friends, you get to pitch stupid ideas and everybody's down. So you just have such a, <laughs> such a fun time working with them. And I wrestled them a few, uh, I think last weekend, actually. Um, and, and I'm sure we'll bump into them many more times down the road. Mm-hmm. How about yourself, Sharif? What are some that really stand out to you? Uh, Feud-wise, uh, I would say not even so much as a tag team, but the only other feud that I could say could match the same energy as State of Emergency is when I wrestled Travis, just because that whole first first class, uh, you know, we grew up together. That was our first training class, you know, like we all we, we did that together. So going up against him, I always feel like, you know, like there's something else more to prove, you know, than just like the regular match itself or whatever the set story of the situation is. There's always, I feel like there's always something more. And I think not just like between us, we feel that, but I think the crowd also feels that as well mm-hmm. from the matches we've had in previous times. But uh, as far as like the feuds go, I honestly can't say there's not really one that will top the SOE just because of how much shit Sebastian will talk on Twitter, <laughs> and he has no like he has no mercy. He's, he's, uh, he doesn't care. He'll just start yapping, you know. And then so one day, as he started yapping to me on Twitter, I'm just like, oh hell no. So I started saying something back, and then he just kept going. And I'm like, no, I'm not backing down. So you know, like. Then, uh, yeah, so that went on for like a month before the match even started. It was just us just going back and forth, you know. So I felt like that was pretty pretty fun. It definitely brought a different type of energy to the match as well. So The the man definitely likes to hype up his feuds, that's for sure. So. Oh, man. He's, he's so good yeah. at it. I... He is. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's all good until it's at you, and then you're like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I'm thankful I haven't said anything to like irk him or anything just because I don't want him to lay into me. So fingers crossed I can keep that going forward. Just tell him that Reloaded is your favorite team in the PNW <laughs> and then see what he says after that. <laughs> Maybe when I drop the podcast, I'll put that into the uh, the the tweet, the descriptor being like, oh. this week on the podcast, my favorite tag team of the Pacific Northwest. Oh, God. You're, you're, you're going to get you're, Like, you joke, but it's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I was watching some of the clips that you guys have posted up online, and there was one, uh, Sharif, that you, a promo you did, where you basically called out, said, you know, like, you're bringing in, you know, you know Nick Wayne's fighting Travis. All these other guys are coming in to face all the singles wrestlers. Where's the where are the challengers for you guys? Now I want to ask you if you're if you're going to any W matchmakers, you're going to you know three six five boom anyone. Who do you want to see them bring in for you guys to face? Uh, Sharif, I'll let you kick. That's that one not off. my job. That is not my job. <laughs> they got to figure that out. They know like uh, the promoters. They know who I am. They know who Reloaded is. They know what we do. So whoever they think is a uh, opponent for us to take on as a t- like another tag team, whatever, whoever, then yeah, bring them. That's what we want. I want to challenge. Like I, I want us to be challenged. That's mm-hmm. that not the whole point. We want to get better. We want a top challenge. They didn't give us, nobody gave us the top challenge yet. So we'll just be patiently waiting. And until whoever they think is, uh, you know, would be a good match for Reloaded or whoever they think will bring me and Jackie to the next level or whoever, bring them. We're ready for whoever. We've been ready. So, like I said, it doesn't matter who. Brothers, twins, sisters, you know, father, son, mother, daughter. The relationship doesn't matter. If they're a good tag team, if they're a top tier, bring them. We're ready for whoever. We've been ready. That's very well said. Um, Jackie, anything you would like to add to that? Yeah, I'll be uh, less uh, heated about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can I can list so many. But I, I, first of all, I agree with Sharif. Like, uh, we had a really uh, rough time getting to where, not rough, but like it was an uphill battle for us to uh, reach where we oh, are. Oh, it was to- rough. We, I'm being nice, Sharif. <laughs> uh, but like, we had to literally go through the entire tag team division to, you know, get to where we are. We had to literally go through everybody, and we're kind of at that awkward moment where, you know, we have beaten everybody, but there are still a handful of people we haven't wrestled yet, like uh, Satan Sinner's new mm-hmm. uh, tag team that has just developed, Travis and Icky. Uh, Elliot Tyler's uh, tagged with a bunch of people, and I would love to uh, face him. We're actually facing him and Bish in a few days uh, at Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. But he's also tagged with uh, Judas Icarus and Cat Power as well. Uh, if the Hall sisters ever want to tag together, I would love to wrestle the Hall sisters. Uh, but quite frankly, yeah, we have gone through a lot of the wrestlers in British Columbia, but you know that doesn't really give a lot of excuse for why we aren't seeing the same love when it comes to bringing names from outside of BC, whether it's you know Washington or Oregon. We would love to wrestle you know, the Midnight Heat, C4, um there's you know even inside canada whether it's you know um there was uh the tag team stephen crow and Terry from accounting team as um rider oh. die i think is their yeah. name yeah yeah so there's you know alberta has that tag team uh tdt out in ontario um you know locked and loaded i think is the other team in ontario uh dream matches i can name so many american teams i would uh, love to wrestle i'm not sure what the price tag is to bring them <laughs> in uh but you know so many uh, big 
names uh, in the States that we would love to wrestle one day. Uh, whether or not we'll get them is another story, uh, but there's just uh, lots of opportunities for us to prove ourselves now that we've kind of, you know, risen to the top of our province. Like myself, I'm partial to tag team wrestling because I, I love, you know, the high flying aspect to it, you know, like, you know, growing up was always the rockers, the heart foundation, that sort of thing, you know, and nowadays, you know, like you give me the young bucks and FTR and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to love everything about it. So like for you guys, like I want to see the top teams brought in for you guys to face off, whether it is a C4, whether it is a midnight heat, the rads, you know, uh, ride or die, anyone. Like I want to see the best competition brought in for reloaded. Cause I want to see what they have to offer you guys, you know, like let's, let's put all the tests out there and let's see what, what can happen from it. So that's all I'm going to say. Thank you. Um, now, I mean, I want to ask because uh, a few more for you and I'll let you guys go, but um, I want to ask you guys who have been an integral part of the scene out there before COVID, after COVID. And I know there was a, a lot that happened in 2020, but I wanted to get your thoughts on just how much wrestling has changed for the better out there since you've been able to experience it before and after. And I'll let you go first, Jackie. Yeah, it's a, a tough question. Like I've seen a lot uh, during, like I haven't even been in this industry for very long, uh, you know, six years is, you know, a drop in the water compared to how long some of the other folks have been around. But I've, I have seen a lot of uh, horrible things and I've seen a lot of good things and I want to focus a lot on the good things yes. like the Lionsgate Dojo in particular, how they kind of uh, rose to the ashes of uh, what, you know, happened in those years and just like, they are the reason uh, why the Pacific Northwest uh, wrestling scene is what it is. Uh, they promote such an amazing culture, such a healthy locker room, pushing each other to get better. The fact that, you know, uh, you know, to go behind the scenes a little bit, we are backstage at, you know, AEW and we saw the extras there and like the biggest smile on my face, just seeing all of like these people that I know and like train with backstage being extras at these shows and, you know, getting opportunities to work dark, watching Sebastian Wolf wrestle Matt Hardy was mind blowing. <laughs> uh, getting to see Judas Icarus up there as well. Travis Williams blowing it out of the water against Juice Robinson. And now they're, you know, all over the place wrestling, you know, across Canada, wrestling across the United States. And that's something I really want to focus on is just, the amazing work the dojo has done to kind of reinvigorate the industry here and looking out for us. And like, you know, I've had times where like, you know, horrible things have happened to myself backstage when they are, they are not around uh, having them look out for me and see that I'm being taken advantage of seeing myself being put in bad situations and looking out and protecting people like me. Because if I were to join this industry, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I would not have survived. Mm -hmm. I'm small. I'm a person of color. It's just, you know, totally different times now in terms of like just having a healthy uh wrestling culture in today's uh industry mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, uh just a one thing with that it's it's nice to see the changes that have been made where you know it is you know more welcoming for people and not where it's you know anyone cannot feel like they belong because it wrestling is for everyone which is i'll just leave it at that like everyone should feel welcome uh sharif how about yourself you know biggest takeaways and like with with uh what jackie had said being more on the positives that we've seen coming out of covid with wrestling yeah basically uh just to touch up on what he said it's like the vibe in the dojo is really like 
Like you, you sit here and you look, and there's so many of us, and we're all just like you know, like we're all in this together. And it's like it's really like the you know, like these quotes are kind of like corny, but it really is one team, one family. Like you know, mm-hmm. like grinding, and like you know, some people want more, uh, more out of it. Some people want less. But like at the end of the day, we're all working together. There's no like ego where it's like, oh, like I'm trying to get to the top, and basically. I don't care who's underneath me. Like, you know, like I'll burn the whole bridge if I have to just to get up there type of vibe. You know, like we don't have that here. We have everybody's like everybody's friends. Everybody's cordial. There's no like hidden beast behind the scenes. There's no like, I really don't like this person or I really don't like this person. It's really like we go, we see each other maybe three, four times a month. Maybe you see them a little bit more, a little bit less. But at the end of the day, every time we have to link up, it's like every everything's good, you know? Mm-hmm. We we really work together. We're really all in this together. We're always training together, and it's just like having uh, that type of environment really helps elevate not just you, but obviously the people around you on what we're, what we're doing here, because mm-hmm. that translates to our performance. That translates to the fans when they see a show. You know, like people are sitting here saying, "I want to have a good match." Yeah, but what about the rest of the show? Yeah, we come in hoping to have a good show, so everybody shines. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets put on. Everybody gets the light. Everybody gets the flowers. You know, mm-hmm. so Definitely. our environment is really like it's a really good environment to have like that because, as I'm sure you know, the stories that you hear from back in the day, you got the dark sides of the ring. Like you know, pro wrestling is crazy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people backstage, a lot of these characters, you know, like some of them, they're not characters. They're really crazy like that. Mm-hmm. People are weirdos, you know, like all of that stuff. We don't have to deal with that as much here. We got like we got a good vibe going on over here, so it really helps. That's good. Um, I, I like to to wrap things up. I like to get a match recommendation from my guests. So it's one that you're a fan of, whether you grew up watching it, whether it's one you saw last week up on YouTube, anything like that. So Sharif, I'll let you kick things off. Uh, just a match you're a fan of. You think the listeners should go check out. For sure. Undertaker versus Yokozuna 1994 casket match. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a classic. Yes, I like that. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Jackie, how about yourself? Oh, um, I have so many favorites, but like the t- one that goes to the top of my list every time my favorite match of all time is uh, Jeff Hardy versus uh, The Undertaker. That uh, ladder match years ago is still uh, one of my, ta- my favorites of all time. Nice. Uh, what do you guys have for upcoming shows, whether it's uh, tagging, singles? What's up for May for you guys? Um, so I think Cinco de Mayo, uh, May 5th, is going to be our next show. Uh, we're going to be wrestling with Nation Extreme Wrestling at the Commodore Ballroom. I believe it is sold out already. Uh, it's going to be me and Sharif versus Bishop and Elliot Tyler. Uh, after that, I think we got a little bit of a break until the end of May, and that's going to be, I think... We're going to be a part of Boom. I believe we're scheduled to be a part of Boom. Uh, I don't think the match itself has been announced yet, so I'll keep uh, my lips sealed for that one. Um, I think the day after that, we're part of Glam Slam as well. The day after that, yes. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Glam Slam, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like a kind of a burlesque slash uh, comedy type of wrestling show all bundled up together in such a super fun package. And me and Sharif have some shenanigans planned for that one. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I have heard of Glam Slam and uh what I love that 
there's so many different types of wrestling and you can go to Vancouver. And if you don't like one style, you can go somewhere else and find something that you will like. So I think that's great. Uh, for those listening, if they're not already following you, where can they find you up on social media? Sharif, go ahead. Uh, so I think my Instagram is S H A R three E F and Twitter is Sharif six Oh four. My old Twitter account got, uh, suspended or some annoying stuff like that for i don't even know what there's some nonsense but uh you can find me off there. the top rope and that triggered some like uh violation oh, right. in terms of use oh yeah <laughs> harassment and some other stuff that is like what the yeah this is some nonsense to be honest but uh yeah so you can find me there uh, for myself, I am the Jackie Lee on Twitter and on Instagram. I am Jackie Lee six zero four, and I spell my name with a Y, so J A C K Y. Perfect, guys! Thank you so much for doing this. I truly appreciate it. Thank Thanks you so for having us. Thank you so much to Jackie Lee and Sharif Morrow for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Definitely watch for them. Big things are going to be coming from these guys. I I can feel it. They are incredible in the ring. And I'm very stoked for what the future holds for them. Thanks to them. And thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod, up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, up on all podcast streaming platforms, email GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find me doing streaming up on Love Wrestling. So definitely check out the Love Wrestling Twitter, YouTube. And there's an upcoming LPW show. So make sure, make sure you watch for that up on Twitch. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.